0: Are you ready, kids? hi Captain! Look at the short. Sure. I'm the Captain now.
1: Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast Bi-Week 2 Edition, which is Round 13. I am one of your hosts, Dano, and with me and always we are joined by Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes, hello, Dano Dano. Hello, <laughs> listeners.
0: And hello, Melbourne fans from the slippery slopes up in some snowy region in Australia. Yeah,
1: this is probably our worst start ever, Pato, but we'll keep going. Fuck it, mate. Yeah, let's keep going. Um group winner this week, Pantelis. Okay, Peter. Yes. With a freaking massive two thousand one hundred and thirty-one. And he owns Stewart. He owns Tom Stewart as well. And still got a twenty-one thirty-one paddo. Yes, our friend Pantalis, uh, congrats, mate. Huge score in a buy, twenty one thirty one.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, didn't, didn't even get Tom Stewart's score. He would have got buddy. Um what's that bloke the fucking oh, we're all over the place here. Gold Coast, d- the, d- forward, d- the forward the forward oh. pocket that everyone traded out. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, Clary anyway, Captain.
0: Yeah.
1: Tukona. Yes, so
0: not horrible, but yeah, took owner. Um, And Darcy Cameron, which is a really nice POD and looking like an absolute masterstroke for people like Paddo
1: who brought him in. Shut the fuck up. Okay, we will go on to... Well, actually, we won't go <laughs> on to injuries first. We won't go on to injuries because uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Um, teams just got announced and Paddo is fuming and crying on the inside. Maybe on the outside, I don't know. Because who got dropped, Pato?
0: Morris Rioli Jr. got dropped, which is um, sad news as a Richmond fan because I can't see us winning without his forward pressure, but also really sad news for my Supercoach team because I was relying on him to be my
1: 17th or 18th guy. So not good. Yep, yep. Anyway, we'll move on to the injuries. And the first one, another sad one, is Lockie Weller. Did his ACL for the... He's gone for the season. Um, but as I have been keenly watching at the VFL side of things, um, in for my draft league, but now also it looks like it could be viable for Supercoach Classic, that's Jack Bowes. Keep an eye on him. He killed it in the VFL last week. So um, he'll obviously be playing VFL again this week because the Suns have the bye but yeah one to watch there Paddo but yeah Lucky Weller out with an ACL. Yeah
0: we'll touch on Jack Bowes a little bit later Dano. but yeah Lucky Weller not good he was actually having a really good uh, season not just from a super coach perspective for his standards but for for the Gold Coast in general and I think he was a big part of Do we can we say resurgence not really because they've never been up this relevant <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. I guess this little surge up up the ladder, there there are a chance of playing finals, and Lockie Waller deserves to be part of that. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. he is not going to the, the piece of string that holds his knee together has been ruptured, so he will miss
1: that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Reef McInnes shoulder season fuck for any dickhead that has him in their team. This guy's been bench watching this bloke for ages, and now I've finally got an excuse to get rid of him, Patto.
0: Yeah, um, a few people did jump on him. His scoring has been woeful. So mm. that shoulder finally put Ralph McInnes out of his misery and um, owners as well finally a
1: chance to to trade him out. I'm going to chuck one in here really randomly. Tim Taranto, Pato, uh, is not going to be playing this week, um, but he could potentially be back next week onwards. Um, but the Giants have the bye anyway. So, uh, well, no, they don't have the bye, they just came off the bye. So no Tim Taranto this week, but potentially could be next week. But if you look on the AFL website, it does say one to three weeks. So just Yeah, be I was gonna mention
0: I was gonna mention that that I, I saw that on the official list it says one to three. So I guess with back injuries it's really hard to tell, isn't it, Dono? So hmm. um we see with Jeremy McGovern, he's missed a lot of time with with a with a bung back and Like, he'll play one or two, then he'll miss, and then he could miss up to three weeks. It's just sort of a week-to-week thing. So, I mean, the other side of the flip flip coin, Dano, if you are a bit of a pessimist, um, maybe he's just making things up so he can get himself right for next year in different colours. But I don't want to put you out too
1: much here, Dano. Let's go on to another giant, which is Lucky Whitfield. His ankle, bit of a test. Could play this week, might not. Don't know. Same with um, Big Brucey as well. Came out as well. Sorry,
0: Sorry, Dano. I um, heard since I did this run sheet that Laki Whitfield is clear to play this week. So, he's coming in. Oh, there we go. Brucey is a little uh, less certain. Apparently, he trained really strongly today. But the quote was that he's been unwell still. So, that just proves that that's why he didn't play AFL last week.
1: And why he had a really poor poor game in the VFL.
0: So they've had the bye. So he's another week off and he's still been sick. So he's obviously got this three-week flu that Timmy English had. And we know how much Timmy English scored when he came back from that flu. But no, no, Brucey won't go that big. Um, But yeah, they're less certain about him this weekend. I am desperate for him to be playing, Dano, because with the Rioli news, I need people playing. Um, Mm. It's getting pretty dire. But anyway... Keep my fingers crossed for tomorrow night. That Bruce is at least in the squad and watch him be named as the the seventh guy on the bench and and keep me sweating out over the weekend.
1: Yep. Bailey Smith out with concussion. Oh wait, no, he's not. He just head butted a, a fucking Irishman. <laughs> anyway, he's suspended for two weeks. Um. Got. I'm just gonna say this. I got mad respect for Bailey Smith. Now I was kind of like eh about him, <laughs> just going out there and head some fucker. <laughs> like, don't we all want to head Zack Zach Tui? I oh and he he went in for the headbutt and like, has he faked him? And Smith's like, nah, fuck you. I'll do the whole thing. So anyway, you know,
0: he's... you know what I can't get my head around. Don't know.
1: There's no pun intended there,
0: by the way. <laughs> I thought there was. No, no, actually not. I should have claimed it. What? There is a certain player in the AFL last week that threw a punch at someone and got one week for it. Oh, you're talking about Buddy and Bailey Smith went in for a, a little uh, head five, um, like <laughs> a high head, high head. Um, with his opponent just sort of, they were clearly just saying, great job that quarter, mate. We'll, we'll see you next quarter. Um, and they went in for a little head tap and and he's got two weeks for it. So I think that's bullshit,
1: um, but let's not go there with the the old AFL buddy love. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we'll move on to rookies. Um, first one, we got Jacob Weir, 123K defender, minus 38 break even, 50 six average i'm not sure he actually plays um job security is risky as fuck um and Lockie whitfield from your accounts uh is cleared to play this week so i think you'd pick whitfield over weir yeah same with callum ward as well and he played half back when mcveigh mm. took over so not
0: looking good for jacob where owners um hopefully not relying him on him to be a warm body because i don't think he plays unfortunately
1: yeah. We got the next one is Michito Owens 117k mid -22 break even 46 average. You might have remembered that we, you might have had him in round 1. <laughs> and you might have held him the whole time or you might have fucked him off and then you can bring him back again anyway. He looked like he had a good roll there um pato before the buy, so we'll see we might not be able to see he's got he's on the bubble. So There's either yeah, like a lock we, and load or spoke,
0: avoid. We spoke about him last week as a trading, even though he was on his buy. The funny thing is that two score is in his rolling average and he's still at negative 22. So that jumps out of it next week. His, his break even, if he scores about 80 odd, um, 70 to 80, let's be a little bit more conservative. Um, that could jump out to be sort of negative 60 next week and obviously he's going to make great cash. So I don't think I'm actually too worried about that. I don't care if he plays for two weeks. I just need him for this week. Bottom
1: line. Yep, yep. Sam Skinner's another one. One twenty-three k forward slash uh, defense DPP swing there. Forty-seven average. He's cleared his concussion protocols, Pato, but we well, we don't think he's going to play this week, but he could potentially in the next few. Um, now
0: we know, we know, Dano that he's not going to play because he plays tomorrow night against the Tigers. Oh, is he actually playing? No, no, he's not named for Port Adelaide. Um, He'll play Sample this week, though. This is more for people that might be looking for maybe a donut this week just to get a downgrade to get the cash. And Skinner is someone that could certainly come in and fill a void in defence because their key defence stocks have been pretty um, smashed this year.
1: Mm -hmm. And here's a feel-good story. Caleb Marchbank, last time he played was in 2019, 209K, defender um, that's which not no true played played. last year oh they said um, he's been missing since 2019 but anyway whatever it's all good fucking channel 7 <laughs> fucking I was looking channel at his stats 7. today oh, my... oh no
0: sorry I'm wrong
1: there we go Paddo's Pado's Paddo uh, first clanger of the year not first clanger of the year not first clanger of the year there's been a couple it's all good. We we're all we're proud about our clangers here. We should we should do a Dan- Patrick Dangerfield clanger of the week, <laughs> <laughs> and then just review like the last week, the previous week's episode, and be like, "Here's our clanger of the week, and this is this something where we fucked up?" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's confirmed to play this week. Um, yeah, he's not going to score overly huge, but with Wiedering... Out it could be a little downgrade cash cow option. He's an expensive one though at two oh nine K with zero games played. So and the injury but risk is he's there, playing. Mate. If you're fucking desperate like this bloke right here is, you might have to do it.
0: Especially if you've got and a tra- tra- he's in- the I trades know- up to
1: sleeves. So
0: yeah, I know Wiedering's clearly a, a much better player than Marchbank, but Marchbank was a number six pick back in 2014 by your Giants, Dana. Oh, trust me. Oh, yeah, I remember. He was Marchbank can play. I think I think people are sleeping on this guy. He's a very talented guy. He's no Jacob Wiedering. But Jacob Wiedering actually scores okay for a key defender. So if he can do sort of three quarters of what uh, Jacob Weedering does, he could average 70-odd for
1: the year, Dana, and be a really good D7 cover. I'm just saying, we didn't want to let Marchbank go at the Giants. He he was actually meant to replace Phil Davis, and we were going to have... Oh, yeah, Red there were not enough, paper, not enough brown paper bags in Sydney. What the fuck? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we'll go on to the next one, which is Bryn Tekel What a fucking name. Bryn Teekle.
0: Uh, Teekle's your fancy, does it?
1: Yeah. Um, A brother of a sister who is named Tess, Tess Tickle. Anyway, um 102k rack slash forward Non-playing rookie. Um we thought he might have played this league with Hayes being out. Port haven't named him, so fucking shit times. But he's got the DPP swing so he could be that cool little loop for later on. You there's know. a
0: little bit there's a little bit of news since then Dano um Ginkley had a press conference today and actually was asked about our friend, Mr. T- Mr. Mr. Tickle. And he actually mentioned that they didn't draft him just to stash him on the bench in the sandful. Uh, they drafted him with the eye of playing him. So he could play as early as next week. Now, don't get your hopes up too much, but I think they are looking for some support for not only Hayes, but also... Lysette when he returns from injury and Tickle isn't your classic Ruckman. He's more of your mobile forward Ruck. Think of think of a Jack mm. Hayes. Think of a, I mean um, what's the Sydney bloke that was at Port Adelaide last year and Rucked with, oh,
1: fuck, with uh, off the top of my head, Scott Lysette, but
0: I think you all know who I'm talking about. He's that mobile sort of little bit undersized Ruckman who can get around the ground and he's a perfect R2 um, for anyone that can get around the ground. So yeah, he's definitely not a, a a trade-in and stash-on-your-bench sort of guy. He might actually provide you some cover. and I mean, I've never seen a guy play footy, but he could play games and he might play and score 30s. He might be a Hugh Dixon type, but he might be a Jack Hayes type as well. So hmm. I guess we will wait and see on that. But yeah, I think he's a great option even if he doesn't play a game for the rest of the year because he's rock-bottom price. He's DPP and he's a perfect swing for Darcy Cameron or Tim English owners or both I own both of them um, well all three now after this week so yeah yeah, I I, yep. I, think you're pretty silly not to bring this guy in
1: what's it got Jai Kali on the list Pato. I know 2k mid slash forward now they got the buy this week uh, West Coast and they're actually losing the sports bet odds uh, against the buy the buys $1.21 at the moment to win um, anyway, Jai Cully, non-playing Rook. Um, he could play early on, though. DPP, bargain basement price. Just wait and see, pretty much. But, yeah, if you're really desperate again for a downgrade option, again, he's not playing this week. We don't know whether he will play, but high, highly likely that they will, especially with the fucking COVID protocols yeah, in Western Australia. So, hardo.
0: Yeah, I actually read somewhere that they have about 19 AFL-listed guys playing in the Waffle um, this week, which is pretty insane. I think Cully will be one of them for sure. And he doesn't even have to do that much to play next week, I don't think. Um, Elliot Yo and Dom Sheed are thereabouts, so they could also come into the – The mix, obviously, being a lot better than Jai Cully. No offense to Jai Cully. But they certainly didn't draft him to stash him in the waffle. So, um, in saying that, I still think Claremont beats them on the weekend, even with 19 AFL-listed guys, because Claremont could probably do better than West Coast in the AFL. But let's not go into that one.
1: Yep, yep. Anyway, we'll move on to some um, upgrade targets. Um, One of them is... In defense, we're going to mention isn't playing this week because they've got the buy, but we're we're more so saying keep an eye on him. But we'll we'll bring that up. We've already mentioned him before. So first one, Sam Doherty. 531k, 110 average, 21% of ownership, 128 break even. Pado, vintage Doherty. He's going back, taking the kick-ins. Not as much midfield time, but he's still a gun. Yeah, so he was playing
0: sort of wing, half-back, but being involved in stoppages when he had that big spike in scoring. Um, and then the Zach Williams injury happened, and he hasn't been horrible back in defence since he got moved back. But, yeah, he's on kickouts. So, I actually, there, there'll be a lot of questioning about Doherty versus Sinclair. I know I've had a couple of people ask me the same thing, and I know every podcast I've listened to this week has sort of mentioned that this is the big decision this week. I think between the two, the cheaper guy is the better option. And we will explain why I think Doherty is better than Sinclair when we talk about Sinclair. Um, but yeah, Doherty's role is really good. He's, he's taking bolt kickouts um, and gets involved in the footy. They chip around a lot in defense. He's averaging 110 Um, 21% is kind of low ownership for a guy that you are pretty certain is going to be a top six defender, unless we get someone crazy in the back end. So he's currently the seventh ranked defender. Um, and I personally think he overtakes Jack Sinclair. Uh, wait, no, sorry. That's wrong. That's wrong. Okay. Sorry. He's a fifth ranked averaging defender.
1: Anyway, we can move on to the other guy that you mentioned, which is Jack Sinclair at 562k, 113 average, 24% ownership, and 54 break even. So he's been fucking dominating. But who comes in this week, Pato, and how can it affect Jack Sinclair's scoring potentially?
0: So Hunter Clark is uh, touted as returning to the team this year. Now, Hunter Clark isn't as good as Jack Sinclair, but they are pretty much the same type of player. And I think rather than them just looking at Jack Sinclair as they're exiting defensive 50, which they have been doing, and rightfully so, Jack Sinclair is a gun. But I think Hunter Clark being in that back line as well just throws another guy to exit the ball out of that back 50. And I think it's going to rob Jack Sinclair a little bit of his scoring. Now, I could be wrong, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Hunter Clark could even play a couple of weeks in the midfield before Steele returns. Jack Sinclair could even be the guy that plays midfield instead. They could just sort of switch between those roles. But Jack, uh, Jack Steele is touted to be back in a couple of weeks. So I think they both end up in that back line, and I think Jack Sinclair tapers off a little bit. Now, I think he still averages 105 on the year, which maybe you're happy with that. But at five hundred sixty-two thousand, i think you can do better with the money and i think i almost think if if you're looking to fill your last spot in defense you're either better waiting on a tom stewart and i can tell you exactly the plan to do which is what i'm thinking of doing very soon dano which might be a little mm. bit very left field but that's what i'm pride myself on just thinking outside the box um or even a, a james Sicily who will drop a little bit or you go even more value on, um, on a Whitfield when he returns if you want to have a look at him for a week or even a Jack Bose that we're about to talk about as well. So I, I think you're almost... If you're looking for that last spot in defense, I think you're better off looking elsewhere and just waiting to see more data.
1: Yeah, we'll we can move on to Dan Houston, who's 533k. 107 average, 14% of teams own him at 56 break. Even I remember at the start of the season, we were like, yeah, Houston won't keep this up. He's fucking averaging 107, so... Kudos, Dan. Kudos. Uh, but he's burnt people before. He's a bit up and down, but he's fucking, he is scoring good. He is scoring good, Pato. But as an average, courses,
0: he is, yeah. But he's got two scores in the 80s. He's got four scores in the 90s. And he's got four scores over 120. So he's the sort of guy that will win you matchups in head to head leagues, but he'll also lose your matchups. So I don't love that sort of pick. Um, he's very volatile with his scoring. Now, the other thing with Dan Houston is the Port Adelaide team has come out. He's not named on a wing, which is the role he's been playing all year. He's named on the back pocket. Now, I know a lot of people don't love looking at teams and, and taking conclusions out of it, but Will, Will Brody in round one was named on the ball and that's the reason why a lot of people jumped on him. And I get the sense that he might get moved back into defense. And I don't love that for Dan Houston. Now, I I don't like him as an option, That, but I only put him in here because a lot of people are talking about him and I feel like we have to address it. But I am firmly against Dan Houston, Dano.
1: Yep, that, that's fair enough. Now, the next bloke is Jack Bowes. Now, he's not playing this week. They got the bye. He hasn't played a game yet this year, but he's 450K. We believe that he should... Well, realistically, they should play him unless something bad happens... The next week, he's been killing it in the VFL and in the preseason before he went down with his injury, he was actually playing in the midfield, Paddo. So there's a sneaky, sneaky to look at too. So this could affect pe- uh, people with David Swallow. If you are one of the few that ended up picking up David Swallow, and even Matty Real and whatnot. So if he comes back into the midfield, good pick. If he comes back into defence, Lockie Weller's gone down for the season, so there's an automatic replacement right there too, which is juicy Jack Bowes kick-ins. Now, when Jack Bowes was playing in defence, Paddo, he went 146, 114, 95, 107, 73, 92, 110, 93, and then all of a sudden, I think he got injured in the round 9 with a 45 last year and came back in round 13 and wasn't kind of the same. So, we know he can play the role... It's just kind of a wait and see and keep an eye on him because 450K is fucking juicy.
0: Yeah, and this is a guy right into his prime as well. He's in that sweet spot. He's 24 years old. He's played about 80-odd games, and he was a top 10 draft pick in 2016. So he everything about him screams breakout contender. Now, if mm. this is the start of the year, I'd probably look at starting Jack Bowes, depending on what his role would be in preseason. That's how much I rate this guy. He's very talented. Um, And as you mentioned, when he's had the role, he's scored well. Um, But his role changed with Lukosius last year, I believe, Dano. Yeah. And it just sort of plummeted because he played more lockdown. But obviously, I'll wait and see. But with no Lockie Weller in the team, it's good that Jack Bowes hasn't played a game because you can wait one or two weeks and see the role before you commit to it. Correct. But I'm just saying, as I mentioned before, if you've got one spot in defense left, which I do personally, I want to see Jack Rose play. I want to see Lockie Whitfield play, who we're about to talk about under Jared McVeigh. Um, mm. and I just want to look at one other guy who I'm gonna bring in this week, um, which we will also talk about. So I think you let Sinclair go because of Hunter Clark, and I think you'll look at a little bit cheaper and it allows you to go a bit better in midfield or ruck or wherever else you need an upgrade as well. So yeah. Just food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. Jack Bowes, keep him on your radar, and don't be surprised if he goes
1: 100-plus on the rest of the year for 450K. Yeah, and like we said, if he goes into the middle, David Swallow probably goes back to half-back flank. If he goes in defense, he'll have the Weller role. So either way, it's juicy, Paddo. Um But we'll move on to Lockheed Whitfield at 423K, 78 average, 11% of teams own him, 113 break-even. Pado prides himself on this. He's just like, I told you, we, we noticed the knock of the ankle. It hasn't been the same since. He hasn't been the same. Dude still was running like 13 kilometers a game and shit, but he just didn't look right, Pado. But he's healed up now, apparently. Apparently. Plays North Melbourne this week. So, wait, wait and see proposition. If he pr- gets his break even, sweet, he goes up a little bit, but he's not going to fucking crack 500k, is he? He's 423 with 113 break even, so... Not a bad one to have a look at this week. He'd
0: have, he'd have to score about three hundred for him to to go to five hundred k, which clearly isn't going to happen even against North. Uh, Josh Kelly could go three hundred, but Lockie Whitfield probably won't. <laughs> um, but yeah, another one. Like he he could be cheaper than Jack Bowes next week. And just just imagine a world where Lockie Whitfield plays half back because we can see Joe McVay's going to play guys where they should be playing. We've already seen mm. that. Josh Kelly's midfield time has gone up and look at his scoring. And, um, yeah, if Whitfield goes 120, 130 and looks a million bucks, he's your number one trading option next week, like by the length of Flemington straight. And um, he'll be about 440K if that happens. So, yeah, this is is your guy. This is your value pick. This is your classic buy low, sell high. And, um, yeah, it only costs you about, what, 80K from, from uh, Paddy McCartan. Is that right, Dano, about that? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it'll be about that. Yeah. Or 60K. Like, that's just ridiculous. Mm. Um, And if you can make that little sort of leapfrog and, and Lockie Whitfield averages 110 on the rest of the year, which we know he can do, uh, you've scored yourself a bargain. So I think you need to look at it this week. Um, It would take some wheelbarrow nuts to bring him in this week. But he plays north, and we know how good that matchup is. So he's at three weeks off. I'm, I'm back in Lockie Whitfield in. He's a gun. And um, this is probably my number one
1: candidate for my final defensive spot. You want some wheelbarrow nuts call here, Pato. Let's look at James Peatling at three k Yeah, I'm
0: bringing him in this
1: week. This is why he's in here. Let's go. 308K, 74 average, 0.7% of teams and a minus 46 break even. Under McVeigh, he scored 132 and 96, playing half forward and wing. Fucking killing it. Leon Cameron was playing him in defense. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, He's killing it at the moment, Pato, and he's definitely one to keep an eye on. He's not going to be cheap for much longer, though.
0: Yeah, so this is risky as fuck, but yes. I love these sort of risky picks, and that's why I jumped on James... Uh, sorry. Darcy, Darcy Cameron at about 380k. Peatling's cheaper than that. I You make money going Patty McCartan to James Peatling, and this is only an option because there is nothing in terms of rookies for defenders this week. There's Marchbank, and that's about it. I am a fan of spending another 100k and just getting Peatling, who will actually probably score 80 to 90 for the rest of the year. don't know. Am I wrong in that? or? I, I in don't this know. He's an,
1: he's an anomaly, this
0: one. Yeah, but in this role, I can see it happening. Worst case scenario, his break-even is negative 46. He goes up to 400K and I spend 30K to get in Lockie Whitfield in two weeks. Yep, yeah. Fair. Or I get Tom Stewart in three weeks for 100K. Like, best case scenario, he averages 90 on the rest of the year. I sit him at D7. He covers whoever who gets COVID, flu, whatever, and he is great bench option. and he will get dpp as well that's the other thing it, it'll take until around 17 to happen but he'll either get midfield or forward status and that will be great for dpp reasons as well so i i think yeah have a look at james peatling i think he's a really great option worst case scenario he makes money with a break even of negative 46 which is insane um he'll get to 450k even if he averages 60 um so it's it's risky but it's also low risk at the same time because If you bring in a guy like this and he doesn't score well, he's still making money. So you can't really lose. I mean, the trades kind of hurt at this time of year, but if you've got the trades up your sleeve, if we didn't trade out Will Brody at the start of the year or Max Gorn or anything like that, then um, I think this is the sort of play that you can do. And just like with Darcy Cameron, when I brought him in, it could absolutely pay off and will shoot you up the rankings
1: if he does do well. And he plays this week as well. So that's the added bonus we we'll move on to midfield now. This is my value pick of the week, Paddo. That's Zachy Merritt, 520k, 106 average, 1% ownership, 75 break-even. He's only really had the one shit score, Paddo, and we know how good he can be, and yeah, he's 520k. Like, fucking jump on. This is a week to do it. This is a fucking week to do it, Paddo.
0: For a guy that finishes off years really strong and can absolutely average from this point 120. If you can get him for 520 grand, um, I think, yeah, fool's gold. I'm absolutely looking at Zach Merritt this week. Mm. And yeah, the the only risk is Essendon being really bad, but I don't think Zach Merritt's the sort of guy that they'll play around with. I think your Dylan Shields might get dropped or moved around a little bit to try and find a different role, but Zach Merritt is surely
1: safe, Dano. Yeah, I reckon. Another guy that's safe is Sam Walsh at six twenty nine K, 117 average, seven percent ownership. 115 break even. He's got a three round average of 135 and a five round average of 125. He's fucking killing it. We wanted to start him at the start of the season until he got fucking injured. But yeah, Sam Walsh, lock and load. Lock and load. Yeah, I don't know
0: about lock and load. but It's fucking lock and load. This guy's, yeah, he's probably going to be a top eight mid. And he's not cheap at 630k. If you've got the money though, Sam Walsh is great to watch. He's an absolute superstar. And you love having these guys in and watching them go. Um, 125 five-round average, so he's clearly got the ceiling there. And another one that could average 125 for the rest
1: of the year and push that average up to about 120. And, yeah, happy as Larry. Darcy Parish, another one. 625k, 118 average, 10% ownership, 99 break-even. 126 five-round average. Um, yeah, it's going good. If Essendon can actually pull their finger out, he could go even better. Same with Zaki Merritt.
0: Yeah, I think Parrish is the sort of guy that has another gear to go if Essendon start being half-competent in games starting on (laughs) Friday night. And yeah, 118, considering he has been sort of looked at as being a little bit low for his standards compared to last year. This guy can push 125 average on the year, and that means he's averaging about 130 on the rest of the year, Dano, and I'm not even kidding when I say that. That's how high the, the Darcy Parish ceiling is. Yep. I Yeah, I think his average improves, and I think he's a top
1: four, five mid on the rest of the year, as along with this next guy that we're about to talk about as well. Do not disagree. And the next guy is Josh Kelly, 619K, 114 average, 9% ownership. 110 break even. He could go fucking 200 this week against North Melbourne. He's got a three-round average of 138. And that's from since he's been moved solely into the midfield. McVeigh fucking playing him in the right spot, as Pato said earlier. Yeah, he could monster the rest of the year. Yep,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Now, he was playing midfield a little bit, but it was kind of like 14, 15 CBAs a game. That's pushed up to like an average of 24 or something CBAs. So he is their best uh attending midfielder and he's averaging 114 um sorry since McVay took over now he had that one game um that he played predominantly midfield in in Leon Carman's last game and that was obviously McVay's doing I would have thought and he scored 156 yeah. against the blues who are no no easy beat midfield um and then goes 125 and 131 so that is just ridiculous scoring I mean, this is going to sound crazy, Dano. This guy could average 130 for the rest of the year. That's how good Josh Kelly is, and the role's there. The only issue is health, and I can understand why people get a little bit anxious about that because it's Josh Kelly, and he's still kind of got that mantra, although he only missed one game last year, Dano, and he hasn't missed a game yet this year. So I think he's close to shaking that. If he picks up an injury for the rest of the year or this week, then I'm going to look pretty silly, and he'll have that reputation for the rest of his life. But... Josh yep. Kelly at 619k. I think probably considered a POD as well, don't know, with under 10% ownership. And yeah, it would be a really great point of difference for you in leagues for the rest of the year.
1: Mm, here's another value pick, Paddo. What if I said that this bloke is at 490,000? So we go 149, 156, 133, 117. Then it goes to an 88, goes back to 118, goes to an 87, then goes up to 149. But then. I think he gets injured or something in this game, and he posts a 36, and this is why he's got the decline in price, and an 86 and 101. Would you take a chance on this bloke at 490,000? If he's averaging 111. The answer is no. The answer is no. I can't do it. Um, It's Travis Boak, 490k, 111, 8% ownership, 102, break even. You could be a very nice, cheeky M8, and the funny thing is, on our run sheet, Travis spoke says age is an issue. Fucking, he's Benjamin Button, bro. <laughs> like he's been getting better the older he gets. So I don't think age is really an issue with him.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't finish seasons super strongly. Um, probably because of that age. So, um, that is a slight concern. Um, so is the Port Adelaide. Uh, position on the ladder. They're going to look at those younger guys. Um I think it's hard to do. And the CBAs have dropped over the last few games as well. Um Yeah, it doesn't look great for me. Yeah. Um I can't do it. Even at the price, I just think you spend 30K and get Zach Merritt.
1: Yep. Anyway, we'll go on to the Ruck. And you put Braden Pruce on here at 457K, 110 average, 32% of teams own him, 47 break even. He might play this week. He might not. It depends on his flu fucking shit. Um, yeah. They, they, they want to play him. He's just been sick. That's basically all I can say.
0: Yeah, he's my big call, know for, for the week. Whoa. Wait. If Braden Pruce is named this weekend yep. and plays the same amount as this guy, I think Braden Pruce scores more than Max Gorn for the rest of the year. No. So Max Gorn has a buy still to play. So if they both play every single game for the rest of the year, Proust plays one more game. And I think, I think Proust can score close enough to Max Gorn to stay close enough for that average and score more. He's averaging 110. He's only 457,000. So he's still really great value. Um, I know it sounds crazy to suggest him as a trade-in target. Yeah, that's fucked up. And I know Max Gorn has probably hit his lowest point for the rest of the year. And I know Max Gorn is coming off a 198 average. Sorry, 198 score. The wheels are also falling off Melbourne as well. So it's pretty hard yeah. to be good for four years. But let's not go there.
1: Jesus. I think Braden Proust is a decent option, don't know Even if you don't have him. Hmm. Yeah. And you know what sucks? My, my boy, Sean Darcy, posted a 59 in round 12. Yeah, Lloyd Meek. Lloyd oh, Meek. Jesus Christ. 178, 51, 134, 141, and then a 59. Two fifties in the space of five games. And he's... he's That's fucking... Uh, anyway. Um, we don't really have any forwards listed, Paddo. Can't really think of any. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's absolutely poo this week. Um, we're only looking at guys that have already had their buy, and there's nothing. Um, there's Dusty, but I don't even think he's worth talking about, Dono. I'd want to see. Mm.
1: I'd want to see it before I even mentioned him as an option. So there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And these dickheads, uh, Pat, uh, example, Pat, i.e. Paddo and I, uh, we forgot to put out a call out for questions this week. Um, unless you had some random inboxes, Pato. Because I know you get some no. people sliding into your DMs. No, okay. No. No one and abuse at you. I'll just have to lift my game and hell abuse at you then. Not this week. <laughs> we'll move on to our VC and C options this week. So, we're not called the Supercoach Co-Captains for nothing. Every week we give you guys VC and C options, which is Vice Captain and Captain options, to try and better yourself against uh, other teams, pretty much. So, try and get you, the, get you the cheeky win. And we've been good with our VC calls lately, Paddo, with... Um, calling Tom Stewart's biggest game and I think you said Max Gorn last week too. Um you liked Max Gorn and he's gone fucking monstrous so we'll get yeah, it. Yeah, it's a
0: shame I didn't back myself up and I went with James Sissel instead <laughs> and the only fucking game is bad game is going to have for the whole year but anyway, let's uh, not go
1: there. Yeah, anyway. We'll we'll see if we can uh, do it this week so Friday the 10th of June at the MCG it's Essendon versus Carlton. Who do you like in? This Hang week, on. Paddle?
0: Are we just skipping the Richmond
1: game? Oh, yeah. I only talk about the relevant teams. Uh, We'll go to third. Oh, come on, mate. Richmond ahead of (laughs) GWS on the ladder. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, third. (laughs) Did I say GWS were relevant? They're not anymore. Um, Well, they've got the buy, so they're not.
0: Uh, No, they've got the buy this week, so.
1: (laughs) No, they'll probably lose to North. That's their bogey team. (laughs) Oh, here we go. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. We'll look at the fucking history of them later, but I'm pretty sure they suck against them. Uh, $5 Richmond... odds for
0: North, gamble responsibly
1: <laughs> Richmond versus Port Adelaide at the MCG Thursday night, no Morris Rioli Jr, so Port Adelaide by 10 goals um... <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got in this one, Pato? I'll tell you like... who's
0: going to score 150 tomorrow night
1: Ollie Wines No Ooh, Who is it?
0: Toby Nankervis
1: Oh, yeah Yes. So he's, ah. we should have put him on the run sheet. He's been killing it lately. No,
0: because he's not a whole season. He's like 550K. He's not an option as a trade-in. But if you already have him, chuck the VC on him. He is scoring 150 against Finlayson.
1: Let's hear from round six this year. 107, 84, 121, 108, 135, 134. He's on a good run. He's on a good run. I like that one um and i know we have a guy called matthew that has nankervis so matthew vc nankervis okay.
0: yeah nank's due a suspension just saying
1: <laughs> he he brought him in i think 3 weeks ago yeah
0: no yeah. that's a great get 3 weeks yeah. ago when he was in the 400000s but not this yeah, week yeah yeah anyway, um, anyway but so, no he's Nank- getting a bit of he's getting a bit of the Mumford's about him donno which is just like that professional clumsiness where Anyway, the elbows knee. come in, the shoulders come in, and just yeah. use his size. I love watching Nag play, um, but he will monster put Adelaide this week.
1: I want to know um, what Ollie Wines' scoring history is against Richmond. Paddo, do you know? Uh,
0: it's probably very high.
1: He usually cooks us. Yeah. Let, do you want to, Let's. Do you have anyone else that you can think of off the top of your head? While I look up Ollie Wines' scoring history.
0: I mean someone like a Zach Butters could get off the leash, but it's gonna be pretty shit weather. Um, I'll unfortunately be sitting in it. Um, but yeah, I don't know what his history is in the sort of wet, cold um Mm. conditions, but
1: Oh oh Jesus Christ, they've uh they've changed this up a bit, Pato. They have two. I just got so confused. That's why I just lost my train of thought. I'm like, where yeah. the
0: fuck are the so, last three played? And
1: it's in yellow now. Yeah, it's fucking, it's, it's thrown me out of whack. But anyway, Jesus. Round, <laughs> round four, 2021, 106 points. But then round 20, uh, round 11, 2020 was 189 points, Pato. But that, but they were both at Adelaide Oval. So actually, his last three have been at Adelaide Oval. What the fuck? Yeah, well, COVID, we played a lot of games in Adelaide. true. Anyway, Ollie Wines is my uh, my one for this one. I reckon he'll go pretty good. I'd like to see what Travis Boak... <laughs> Travis fucking Boak, what he scores against Richmond. Let's have a quick squeeze. Hopefully I don't get thrown out of whack by this fucking yellow shit now, Paddo. <laughs> and he has gone 84-129-134, so he's not a bad option either.
0: I, I do like the wine shout if you own him um, as a VC for sure. Um, pretty easy to loophole as well. So I think there's
1: probably better options even as late as sort of Sunday into Monday. Yeah, and you can use um, those buy players as your loops. So you got right up until the last game on the Monday. So you're fucking safety. Anyway, we'll move on to Friday, the relevant games and the relevant teams. Essendon um, <laughs> versus Carlton i could feel the daggers through the screen (laughs) yeah it's weird you said relevant
0: then you said essendon as if they were even half relevant so uh, full credit to essendon though they're in the top four for uh home ground attendances so shout out to all the essendon nuffies that are still going to games because uh yeah, it's tough to watch, but of course Richmond leading that ladder as always, um, and the okay. Premiers are down to fifth, so they're not even jumping on the bandwagon. It's a little bit cold for them.
1: I didn't, I didn't realize that fucking Carlton were down to seventh.
0: Yeah, That's I think they've had seventh. a lot
1: of away games, like
0: big yeah, away right. games. Like I know, Oh, no, round one was Carlton. I don't know.
1: Anyway, oh, they played one less game. That's why. There you go. True. They had their True. Boy. Yeah. Anyway, so... This no, game. they've got an, another buy this week. Oh. Anyway, who you got? Who you got? Who you got?
0: Uh, Patrick Cripps could get off the chain. Um, there's a rumor that the uh, the kitty fiddler could be back into the team. So there's going to be a <laughs> lot of forward runners in that Essendon team. So Patrick Cripps could get forward. Um, coming off a week off, I really
1: like Patty Cripps. Jesus Christ. Um, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to see you. Like, you had to... Pick one for your team, you had to pick one, and it was between Stringer and Dagoe.
0: Mate, I had one of those guys in this season and I've already traded him back out and he'll have a play at
1: Richmond. To play at Richmond.
0: Oh. That'd be the day I stopped becoming a Richmond member. <laughs>
1: yeah, I knew it. Anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm thinking a Walsh or or you know what? We've got a tendency of picking up discount players. And then them fucking scoring huge. Like when we say discount, like discount from their initial price. Like when you're like, everyone jump on Max Gorn, he's not going to be 550K forever. And then he gets 198. So I'm going to say Zach Merritt. I reckon this could be Merritt's game. Yeah, I'm just
0: trying to find out what his history is against Sydney because... Sydney? Yeah, because of uh, the George Hewitt. Factor. Oh, gotcha. Because he got does negate a little bit. Now he has a one hundred and six average against Sydney with a high score of one sixty eight. So that is okay, actually. And he
1: doesn't actually have the greatest history against Carlton.
0: Ugh. Uh well, that's kind of irrelevant because he's going to be matched up with George Hewitt. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to say Zachy Merritt this week, just for just as a VC, bit of a different sort of one. Yeah, I I really like that
0: because I really like that because the the years that George Hewitt um, was at Sydney, wow, he has a huge history against Sydney. So, 104 in 2021 and a 168 in the two games that they played. Mm.
1: 2020
0: was a 159 and a 129 in 2019. They are his four scores prior to this year against Sydney. And that's relevant because of George Hewitt. So, yeah, I like Merritt. Merritt's probably gonna be my VC
1: actually, don't know, looking at that. He's a bit of a, a different one. Could set your team apart this week, Pato. Um but yeah, i like Walsh, I like Cripps and I like, like Merritt and Parish will go thereabouts. I don't think Parish should go huge in this game, to be honest. Parish might get he's... the
0: Hewitt match up and it might just free up Merritt to uh, to do what he likes.
1: Yeah, anyway, we'll move on to Saturday's game. Fremantle versus Hawthorne at Optus Stadium. Fife's life is back, isn't he, Paddy? Yes, he's playing. And people, I know for a fact, some people will trade him in off of no no games played. I reckon Jed would. Oh, actually, yeah, you're probably right. He probably would. Fuck, I, I even would consider it half uh, against fucking Hawthorne. Holy shit. At 5.46, there's no chance. When he's come out and said that he's probably going to be playing forward. Didn't he say that he's only going to be playing midfield and the forward experiment's over?
0: No, he said that in pre-season, but he came out, he was on the front bar or something last week and said, nah, I've had a chat with Longmire. Um, I will do whatever it takes to to be sort of part of the team structures and and complement the group in whatever way the coaching staff Imagine. wants. Okay. So obviously they've had a chat about that little uh, exclamation in the pre-season, but... By the sounds of it, he will probably get eased back in through the forward line and play kind of like a backup midfield role, which is a pretty handy bloat to have as a,
1: a second rotation midfielder, don't you reckon, Dano? I reckon it would be even juicier that come round 18, he could be mid-forward fucking swing. But anyway. <laughs> and that's why you hold your trades for those sort of late season mm-hmm. moves. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so would say Freo versus Hawthorne. Who you got?
0: Uh, Freo should win this one. Oh, we're not doing our tips. <laughs> James Sicily
1: James yeah yeah I'm gonna go a bit different here and I I reckon oh it'll be Newcomb versus fucking Brody that'll be an interesting never thought I'd say those two in the same t- sentence as an interesting matchup in the middle um but yeah, just imagine Will Brody feeding it out to fucking Nat Five at times. Holy yeah, shit!
0: No, nah, it's scintillating, isn't it? Nat Five playing an outside role.
1: Yeah, I, I actually don't mind a VC on Will Brody just in, like as a random one. He could go one. I don't no, know if he, he has the
0: ceiling though. Um, and I I say that, and every time they score one forty of the week after, <laughs> huh? he's already scored one forty four or whatever it was. Who did I say that against? About last week? Did they turn up?
1: Um, oh hang on I will double check cuz I know exactly who it fucking was It was was it Jack Crisp? No Bear with me. Do 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 do
0: 136 Rory No. No I- but I said yeah. it again about someone else last week and it wasn't Rory Led.
1: Yeah, you said Led. you like, I just don't think he's worth it. I don't think he has a it That silly. was three weeks ago, bro. And Keyes, Keys you said it too, and he got 117. Yes,
0: right, which is more than what my captain scored, so I can't talk, can I? <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, cool. Okay, so Brayshaw, do you like Brayshaw in this one? I'd like to. Uh, uh without knowing stats, what his
0: history stats. against Hawthorne is, um, I don't mind Brayshaw. I want to just don't say mind him.
1: Andy Brayshaw stats it up the stadium. Not good. <laughs>
0: so 91 and 48 in his last two against Hawthorne. And so
1: Yeah. Not the greatest.
0: No, so I yeah, I'd be steering clear personally. They might send someone to him.
1: What about a Sean Darcy? Wonder
0: Can you do it off the back of a 60-odd?
1: Fuck, man. Last time he got the 50-odd, he got like 140-odd straight afterwards. It's a VC. Yeah. He's a VC. Yeah, I mean, as a VC... Oh, I can oh, fucking... oh, 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 Paddo. This is his history versus Hawthorne. We found it. We found the gem. Round 17, 2021, 20, 183. Round yeah. 4, 2021, 20, 129. Round 11, 2020, 139. His lowest score in the last three games has been 129. His highest has been 183. Yeah. I think, I think we've found it. His projected yep, score is 140 versus Hawthorne.
0: James Sicily's projected score was 150 last week and he got 98.
1: His projected score is 140 and his break-even is 145 and he's predicted to drop 400 $400. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I reckon he probably hits his break-even. I, I, yeah, this is the one. If you've got Sean Darcy, VC Fucking
1: him. do it. Sean Darcy, guys. VC, Sean Darcy. That's it. That's, that's me Smokey POD right there. Uh, do you like Tom Mitchell or nah? Uh, maybe
0: in RDT or AF, but I I want to see it before I want to VC him. I'm glad I didn't bring him in last week just quietly.
1: Yeah, okay, fair. Move on to the next one. Brisbane Lions versus St. Kilda at the Gabba. Second versus fifth. Woofed. Woofed. Who you got, Paddo? And I know who you're going to say. I think I know what you think
0: I know that I'm going to say. What? (laughs) That probably didn't make a lot of sense. But Lockie (laughs) Neal averages the least against St. Kilda of any club he averages. Just... 89 against them.
1: 118, 72, 79 in his last three. Not good. But there's no Jack Steele. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so they could send an Owens type to Lockie Neal. Um,
0: and it just could mean that he gets a bunch of contested possessions and still scores 150. Mm. And Lockie Neal is probably due a really big game, like a 160-odd big game. After eighty seven last week, which is first under hundred all year. So it's only a VC, so I think you can afford to risk it. Um Brisbane will be pretty keen to bounce back as well. They've had a few tough uh results in the last few weeks. A lot of travel, a lot of tired bodies. Maybe lucky New actually isn't a great idea in hindsight because they're very tired. They need this buy. Yeah, I'm
1: not I'm not I'm not gonna do it. Um Jack Sinclair. Maybe as a VC,
0: yeah, Sinclair. I don't mind, but again, Hunter Clark is playing, so well mm, yeah. he should be
1: playing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll move on to Sunday. So then, Sunday and the Monday games, I reckon are where the captain options are. So Sunday, we got North Melbourne versus the Giants at Marvel Stadium. Now, I want to see, I want to see the last history of these guys. Last time it was a draw. Last year, it was I remember a draw, that game I down in Tassie. I remember. This this is what I mean by them being the bogey team. Last time it was a draw, the time before that, North Melbourne won by twenty. The time before that, the Giants won by twenty-three. And then the time before that, North Melbourne won by forty-three. Interesting. Giants have won one one of the last four games. <laughs> against North. Not good. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this to you, Pato. L. Mack is Kelly? a cheeky VC. Oh,
0: stop
1: it. Get <laughs> sparked.
0: <laughs> jo- Josh Kelly is the one if you either have oh, him yeah. or I bring him in this week. Um, I think he goes 150 this week.
1: Yeah. Do you know his history? I think 147 I, I 147, was big. it last time? 147, 89, 128. Yeah. Solid. 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 Solid pick. Well, I wonder... Nah. Dad, Toby Green know. will run a muck up forward. That's what I was looking at, because he's 381k. Oh, stop it. No. With a break-even break of a 54. There's suspended all year, With a, no, It's with coming. A break, <laughs> with a break-even of 54. Oh, <laughs> the only thing is, it. this is his scoring against North. 103, then he's done a 47, then he's done a 104. And then the week no. after, the team that he normally tears up is the Western Bulldogs, which is 108 and 115. He got suspended in round... He was suspended last year or some shit. Or even. What do you mean?
0: He's played the Dogs three times for an average of 66. No. 108, round 6,
1: 2021. 20, round 3, 2020, he didn't play. Round twenty twenty uh, round
0: 22, 2019, he got 115. Oh, sorry. I just had a spud moment. I was in Braden Pruce. <laughs>
1: And that's our Claytoner. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the week after, he plays Collingwood, and it's 120 in round 4, 2021, 20, 96 in round 4, 2020, and round 18, he's got uh, 2019, he got 112. This could be the week to strike on Toby Green.
0: <laughs> no one is looking at Toby Green this week, mate. It's Josh Kelly. That's about it. Lock, Lockie Whitfield could well, have I'm, a big game. I'm talking game about bringing back. him in up
1: forward. We had no forwards listed. This could be it, Paddo. His average is only 71.8, but he could strike now. Oh. Anyway, on Queen's anyway. birthday, uh, Collingwood versus Melbourne at the G. <laughs> yeah, Josh Kelly's the one. Um, or El Mac, if you still got him. Uh. <laughs> Monday. Yeah, Collingwood versus Melbourne at the G. Eighth versus first. Actually, there's a fun fact on seventh place at the moment, Paddo. Seventh place keeps winning, so Carlton should beat Essendon. Just saying. Well, Duh. Yeah, but what I'm saying is this year. This year, whoever is in seventh place has won their game, and that in, and that includes round one because Geelong is seventh al- alphabetically, and they won round one. I swear we were seventh and lost a game a few weeks ago. Nope, must have been eighth. But they anyway, did, they did the stats on it. Whoever's in seventh. But anyway, Collingwood of have got five. to knock off Melbourne. Do you reckon it is time for he who shall not be named to f- pull his finger out? He did it last week. Oh, I'm not ready
0: for that conversation, Dano.
1: <laughs> big Maximus against Darcy Cameron. What do you reckon?
0: Be an interesting matchup. Um, mm. The weather's not looking great, so I don't know if Max gets all those big marks, um, but he may bounce the ball judging on the rumours. <laughs> so jump on that if you can find <laughs> a market for it.
1: Oh, I hate the short challenge, there, I'm. I'm looking at Petrarca and these are his scores against Collingwood: ninety-six, one twenty-five, ninety-two. are his last three, not that great. Petrarca is
0: due. He's due. He's been sick. I know.
1: He's so cheap. Oh, if we,
0: he is so good for next uh, two weeks time, he's yeah, gonna man, be so I've, cheap. I've,
1: I've got him, and he's break even to one eighty-six. His break even one eighty-six.
0: He'll be under five hundred k.
1: Oh, um, it's just so sad. Um.
0: Yeah, I think Clary's the one though, Dano.
1: There's one that I want to look at, and I'm gonna quickly look him up now because I reckon this bloke will actually tear him a new bumhole. No, he won't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll look at Clary. Let's see Clary's like numbers, but he's in form at the moment. And you know it's shit when you type Clary into find filter by name, and you realise that that's not his name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's already he's already listed as my captain. He's 675, man. Okay, I'm 108, 137, 114 or his last three against Collingwood. Yeah, it's probably who I'm going to back in if Zach Merritt doesn't go big on Friday night. Mm. Is there anyone from Collingwood that you would not really... Not Darcy really Cameron? No. Nah. Nah. Is there anyone else... The thing is, though, if Collingwood
0: knocked off Melbourne last year, yeah, Melbourne are on a slide. They've got a lot of public scrutiny. It'll either go two ways. Melbourne will come out and just destroy them, or Or Collingwood Collingwood will just win. And you have to think, how would Collingwood win? They're going to probably have the the jailbird score one thirty odd. Um, But it's risky. I don't know if you can risk that for the last uh, game of the year, uh, the week.
1: Yeah, I see your point. I see your point.
0: So I think if you got to captain this game it's probably Oliver who yeah. s- probably scores really good regardless of the result and maybe a Max Gorn. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Anyway, Pato, that's all we got time for. We tried to flesh out the air and uh, we've done it. We've succeeded. We talked a lot of shit. We didn't get hit. Anyway, you watch what Twitter handle. <laughs> at C And mine is at D-A-N-E-O-S-T-I-C-C Pat do you got anything else to say?
0: Yeah, Melbourne fans, get to the games you fucking flogs. Melbourne fans?
1: Are they not getting to their games?
0: No. Oh shit. Christian Petrarca came out and said I've got no idea why our fans aren't coming out we're playing really good footy and we just won the flag and it's
1: absolutely right. They'll jump out when it's
0: spring again and the weather's good and Snow season's
1: finished. It's a bit of a sore spot for Melbourne uh, fans, just like uh, Melcham's hand. Anyway, um, (laughs) and Stephen May. Anyway, from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Paddo. And this is us signing... The fuck off. Don't do drugs. They're bad.